0: Live tweet while listening to this episode of Oh So Insecure using the hashtag OS Insecure. Did you watch episode one of season two of Insecure? When I tell you, okay, I said Team Easter all day, but Lawrence is really working on me. And when he did that five pump and dunk at the end on Easter, I was like, okay, Lawrence, I'm with you dog, I understand completely. So yeah, I just have to call and make sure that you watch one of the greatest shows ever on television. And call me and let me know what you thought. I'm still Team east though, maybe. I don't know, I gotta keep watching. All right, love you, bye. Oh So Insecure, god damn, hella great. Uh, insecure episode one of season two, and we jump right into it with the bullshit. We do a little recap. Um ...about where we ended in season one and what happened. My favorite um, heart-wrenching line, of course, is... ...you were just an itch, I needed to scratch. Boy, even hearing that again, knowing that I've heard it before and seen and I saw that scene... ...in the first season, it's still like, ugh, hit me hard. So we open up with season one, I mean season one, episode one... ...where Issa is struggling in the aftermath of her breakup with Lawrence. While facing challenges at her work with these new assignments, Molly questions her worth at work, and uh, that's a nice little summary. Pretty much, that's what happened. Issa is dealing with being three months, three four months um, off the heels of the breakup with Lawrence, still wanting him, not wanting to want him. Um, have a new assignment at work, no longer working with middle school kids. Now her and Frida white girl frida are working with high school students which is a challenge all in itself and then molly oh molly molly is dealing with one going to therapy which i'm glad i'm so glad that they included this in in the show and with this character in particular like not shying away from therapy um and mental health because as we know in the black community mental health is not always addressed or it's some kind of taboo or what whatever so it's good to see that this show is addressing it and doing a very good job because it's not like molly sit down and like hi i'm molly these are my problems unpack this it's very much a real depiction of someone who probably wants help uh, they're taking the steps to seek it but it's still not an easy process you see when she speaks to the therapist there are, I think she mainly talks about work and like her personal life which she kind of went there for it to begin with she's hesitant and avoiding the issue and I think that's um, I just really like this depiction I'm really interested to see how this plays on throughout the rest of the season Does do other people get involved? is it just her? is this her like storyline part of it? Either way, I'm just happy it's included. So thank you, Isa, and everybody else over there, insecure, because we don't get a whole lot of mental health being addressed in the Black community and in in um in spaces like this. Like you know, you stereotypically get the sassy Black girl and the thug dude and whatever, and it's not a whole lot of that going on. Or it's used as some like horrible plot device that oh he must be schizophrenic or oh he's this this, this," is yeah whatever so i really like the way they're handling it here so again kudos to you all um but again this 30 minutes of melanated comedy gold was ah, everything i needed i could do a four hour episode on these 30 minutes um i'm gonna start off with the fashions the music the melanin the scenes the, the transitions everything was great um Whoever is doing wardrobe for this season, kudos to you. But you can kindly slide me an email, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com, letting me know how I could go about getting that niggas sweatshirt that Issa was wearing in the first scene, and also the Monday, Tuesday, what-the-fuck, Saturday, Sunday tank top that she wore in the Park with Molly. So, again, anyone who can connect me to these items under the sound of my voice, please do. Um amazing, amazing fashions, amazing cinematography, just overall, I cannot sing the praises enough of this show period, so if you haven't watched it please go back and look at the first episode alright, so there were a bunch of like, quotes that I just, ugh this episode was just full of gems I'm sure there's more that I just do not remember or did not like, catch one, Issa telling Mata, you got that superhuman nigga repellent, like, when <laughs> the when they see the, the guy jogging in the gray sweatpants, the, the high yellow butter color nigga. Um, Homegirl calling Lawrence zaddy, whatever. Oh. <laughs> you <the>, like It's <laughs> too much. So, again, we open up with Issa uh, on a date with who else but Lawrence. And, you know, for a hot six seconds, I was like, this is an amazing thing. Then... <laughs> It comes to our attention that this is nothing but a montage of horrible dates that East is on with a bunch of um, YouTube, uh, well, black online personalities. People are uh, famous for being online. And it was it was uh, great. It was a great use of the little montage. The clothing, phenomenal. The setting was beautiful. Uh, just seeing these. Just nice-ass-looking black folks interact was just amazing. It was funny as hell too. Um, but in the midst of these three or four different dates, we get classic Issa rapping, and she took it up a notch this round. Not like um, talent-wise, but just in the presentation of the uh, of the rapping. Like, <laughs> how do you mix? It? I don't know. I don't know it's just if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it, please. Get you an HBO. Subscription, find your friends or whatever. Just watch this. It's just it's amazing. I, and I really would like for her to go ahead and extend this love freestyle to like maybe a minute or two more and add this on with the soundtrack and then just just take my money. I'm ready. Just take it. <laughs> so after that, her and Molly. she was Molly in therapy. This um, black motherly type lady sitting up who just reminds me of so many women. In my family or who I've known growing up, trying to get to the root of whatever Molly's issues are. She ain't really having it. But that was cool. Um, we get Issa and Molly on this little walk through the park, this little run. Just going over, you know, this is this, this is that, this is how we're doing. It's okay if you miss Lawrence. She's like, know, oh, I want that nigga, blah blah whatever. Um and it's cool, like all it's I'll say this show because a lot of times you get artists who make second cds you got second movies you got any second installment of a project a lot of times it's not as good as the first one i'll say that this show with the first episode has kept it consistent consistent and followed that um the the uh richness the greatness the comedy everything from season one has carried over to season two and if the rest of the season plays out this way this is a continu- this is a project that you can watch from start to finish season one to season two and not feel like there's been a change or a drastic change so that i do appreciate as well because sophomore projects are not always better so we find lawrence doing what lawrence does fucking because if that man don't do nothing he looks for a job, finds the jobs, and then he fucked. That's, that's what he does. So he's sleeping with Bank Bay on the side, giving it to her like he's trying to put a hole, another hole in her. Hey, and it's uh, um, and I appreciated this scene as well. With it being on HBO, you could see a little bit of nudity. And I like the fact that a lot of people are torn between hating Issa, loving Issa, hating Lawrence, loving Lawrence, and a lot, a lot, a lot of people just don't like Bank Bay. Um... I'm forgetting her name so she'll be Bank Bay (laughs) Until I remember or look it up But it's like man Say what you want Issa and Lawrence got their own issues in their relationship Let's not blame this on Bank Bay That's my personal stance She I don't know did nothing wrong Hell she wasn't in a relationship with Issa And I can't quite remember if she even Knew I think maybe she did know that Lawrence was Involved Either way we are where we're at now And I was thinking for whatever reason, that they were living together, but of course, they weren't. He was just there for the weekend, went back to his homeboy house, and he's uh setting up the blow up couch, which is all cool. Uh, but we get to this scene, and I'm dying from laughter because just like in um, uh, Dear White People the series, I love this second show that's on these shows, like in uh, Dear White People, you had the. Ian LaFix, my life parody or style show that was on there, and the scandal show, that was cool. But on here we get this like I don't know if this is supposed to be underground or if it's just some slave show. And this white woman is yelling at homegirl from um from everything. Her name escapes me too, but she says something like "Ninny, are you reading, Ninny? If this is anything but a cookbook, there'll be hell to pay by cutting off your feet or something." And it's just like this is some uh, this is ridiculous, but I'm hoping <laughs> that throughout this season that they play more of that show. Cause I would love for a spinoff about. The, Cause it's 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 just fucking ridiculous. Like I I don't know I don't know. Okay, so um, homeboy's like, look, you need to take this girl out on a date. You go to work, and then on the weekends you fucking her, then you back on you know my sofa, which is. I, it's the life that so many people lead you can call him a fuckboy or whatever but I don't, I mean who hasn't in transition being from house to house or relationship to relationship or whatever had to crash on a friend's couch uh, you know a spare bedroom a floor or something like I think a lot of us have been there I haven't <laughs> been there in transition from a relationship it's been from apartment to apartment but we can't fault Lawrence for um I don't know being his uh (laughs) truly nomadic self um excuse me we also get isa being long well we get isa on jack that's what it looks like she's scrolling through these (laughs) this tinder plenty of fish uh christian mingle style like app which again is also something i like because that's the that's what people do now, you know, back in the day, it was so taboo to have talked to someone online or met someone online. Or it's like, eh, this is just what people do. You have the world at your fingertips. It would just make sense that people are now getting married from a Twitter DM, or they're having a baby and, uh, meeting their love of their life overseas off of some Instagram messages. It's like, that's just what we do now. Um, so she's scrolling through while watching the same ninny slave Show that's all the rave in this se- <laughs> this season, and um, you feel so bad for her because it's like it's showing how raw and and hurt she is even after all this time. It's like this was a true love, and I I believe the chemistry between Easton Lawrence, because over the um last couple months when I've thought about Insecure, I've thought about do I really buy that they were in a relationship? Pfft, yes, it's TV and the scripting is given to you, but there was chemistry there that made me believe that they were together and that they were in love. They were a real couple. So to see her going through these breakup issues and handling it her way, where Lawrence is handling it his way, it's like, oh, my heart. My heart sank to the bottom of my stomach. Um, Then we get East at work with this big-ass poster that says, do math, not meth, because apparently that's a thing. And I posed the question online, is this a real like thing like when I was a kid it was uh, dare like dare to keep kids off drugs you could prevent forest fires, scruff McGruff to crime dog but if you to the point now where it's do please do work and not do meth it's like oh god damn which is probably just this generation's dare and all that other shit but if you went to a school or teach at a school or got a family member to go to a school where they're like I'd like to know cause I'm you know from the midwest and I haven't Been in contact with a lot of SVU type of situations, so I can't. Whatever, I'm sounding crazy. If you've seen a sign like this somewhere, let me know, and then where is it? Um, but we get, um, Frida and Easter again trying to do the same job they did before. But what I loved about this scene is that CC, because that's what she is, she'll be CC forever to me. Um, if you don't know who CC is, go check out Awkward Black. Awkward black girl The YouTube series And you'll see her But CeCe And then Barb From Stranger Things Pop in Talking about some Something that's just Culturally insensitive And whatever uh, <coughs> But get Molly at work Cracking open this check Now when I saw this check Let's unpack this Travis Moore Is making $6,991.54 I don't know if this is bi-weekly I don't know if this is weekly I don't know if this is monthly but we need to address the fact that Travis Moore is getting paid substantially more than I am. And um, I don't appreciate it. So if um, anyone out there under the sound of my voice can help me out and uh, find this Travis and figure out what the hell he is doing. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, this show also addressed the wage gap and how this black woman who is capable and was hired at the same time and doing a damn good it, damn good, a better job, or a damn good job. Period. Is not getting paid as much as him. When I saw that check and I initially thought it was hers, then I realized it was Travis's. I wanted to know how much is Molly actually getting paid? Is she getting like three thousand dollars? Is she getting like five? 000? Like, what is the gap between her and him? If she's doing the job and he's doing the job, but she's doing her job much better. And this also took me back to girlfriends, um, with the issues that joan had to go through with trying to be a partner being a partner being in this mostly male environment at work like a lot of this mirror not it didn't mirror girlfriends but it mirrored this idea that women are getting paid less than men, and then addressing i don't know i don't know (laughs) There's a lot of things that I can't speak to because I don't have the experience, and I'm, I'm looking up and I'm googling and Binging and Yahoo and everything I can. But I like the way that this show is delivering information, and not in a way that's so '90s. Like this is the episode about the wage gap. This is the mental health episode. Like it's just part of these people's lives, and that's what I appreciate the most. Because though I know there is a wage gap, me I'm male, you know, albeit a black male, but I, I don't. Um, it's something that I have to actively think about, like I have to go not out of my way but i if i I have to make sure I'm thinking about this, whereas if I was a woman, it's probably just something I would just be thinking about. Like, okay, I'm getting paid less than this motherfucker. So I, I did like that. And I liked the way she went on her little Scooby-Doo investigative um, hunt to find out why this white man is making more than her. Um, when we were at the girls, some some ladies going away partying. she's like, yeah, Travis, I got to ask for a raise. It's like the whole way she's getting this information, pulling this out of him. And also not backing down when this motherfucker is talking about. The white lady that was leaving to go to Chicago. Travis said something about, well, she only left because she couldn't handle the work and this, is this, and that. And Molly was like, well, um, no, she's qualified. She does this. She does that. She does this. And he, uh, Something about paying. He was like, well, a closed mouth don't get fed. And, you know, maybe she had to say something, whatever. And Molly's like, motherfucker. Yeah, because women who open their mouth and stand up for themselves are automatically taken seriously. Like, it's just, man this show is just gold, it's not just comedy, it's, this is real life, I I, <laughs> I implore you, go watch this gosh damn show um, but yeah, but Issa who is pining over Lawrence, we cut to her at the mailbox apparently her apartment complex is under new a new property management company, firm, whatever which one, before we go any further to me just mails bad like, it's not, not bad in the sense that this is going to be horrible, but bad in the sense that some shit is about to get shaken up for somebody. Because it's not... If if this wasn't important, we wouldn't even know about this. It'd be a common passing. Oh, we got a new prop. We don't even know who the first property manager is. So I feel like something's going to come out of this, and I'm... I don't know if I'm just, like, such a fan that I'm grasping at everything I see, but I'm ready for either some, like, fine-ass dude who's going to take our attention, some catty-ass... um. You know, gay guy, some um, lesbian relationship between Isa. Like, I, it's, it might be, it could be any number of things, or hell, she might just have to move to a new place. So I'm just, uh... I'm interested to see where that goes. But we get this uh... neighbor, Mrs. Turner, Miss Trudy, Miss Trudy, <laughs> who is yelling at Isa about her ashy ass ankles, about Wayne Brady, and about getting out, the, getting the fuck out of her mail. Like <laughs> this, in the 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 show was 30 minutes and it's like when it picks up it picks up and it's just non-stop oh that scene just <laughs> reminded me of like when i lived in an apartment or i lived in the neighborhood or some townhomes and it was always that one older male or or woman uh tenant who's just say whatever the hell they want you know a heart of gold and a mouth of razors or something like get your little dirty ass in the house you know it's late at night the street lights on your mama gonna be worried like you complimenting and cutting me down in the same in the same breath i loved it uh and i want to see more see more i want to hear more of miss trudy because of course we don't we don't see her at all but um so we uh cut to this party and this is where i want to um (laughs) <laughs> it took me back to being in college This gosh damn party um, Which started off as a plus one party Which was Issa's way of Kind of trying to look good So that when Lawrence come and pick up his mail Because oh the other piece of mail Outside of the property management thing Was Lawrence's jury duty And of course he has to pick that up So all this avoiding they're doing This is one thing you need to come and get So we get um, A party and it's Just a nice little kickback Issa and Molly uh, Kelly and homegirl Tiffany and her boyfriend, who they're just such an amazing looking couple. The, Kelly is I just, everybody's fine on this show. Every single person on this show is fine as hell. Aesthetic, you might not like the way this person looks or whatever, but you can't deny that these are some attractive ass people. Period. Um, excuse me. So we get to the party and Issa's brother walks in. Amal. That's what the hell I'm talking about. This character, I am Amal and I am Issa. This, is, both of them combined, wonder the twins activate, and they—that is me. I man, I love this. Amal speaks to Issa, speaks to Molly, walks over to Tiffany, and he's like, "Oh, look at you, Tiffany, looking on something something. You look good." Then he turned to Kelly, and this nigga say, "And look at you, wearing that coat like what." <laughs> Again, if you haven't watched this, I probably sound like a crazy person just reciting lines, but this is such a good show. Please, please, please. I don't know. I, I'm i not going to advocate for this being on YouTube because Issa needs to get paid just like anyone else, but this scene alone, like, <laughs> and look at you with your coat. Like, what kind of? <laughs> this old shady. I need to know, and we may never know, but I like the fact that everybody's not friendly and and happy and up but because it's, it's real life you have those friends who you're frenemies with or there's that person who um is your best friend's boyfriend's cousin and you just y'all just never click but it's a friendly hate i guess and it's that just feels like what that is but if there's a backstory there i would love to know what it is because i just kelly with her crazy ass talking about um when she filed white people taxes, she don't uh, <laughs> she don't give them as much as her black uh her black clients. That's reparations, and that's what I marched for. I walked outside to fuck up white people and shit. Like what? Are you... <laughs> but please don't tell anybody, cause I'm gonna go to full jail. Like get your old ignorant ass. I don't know. But so many gems in this damn episode. Um, oh, we get this scene with Lawrence and Bank Bay on a date. And he's talking about, you know, I just hate moving and blah, whatever, this and that. And I immediately thought, Lawrence is about to try to move in with this girl. Like, I didn't think about it on some... Well, I thought about it a couple different ways. Either he just didn't want to go through the process of getting his own place. Maybe she was just convenient. Or maybe he just wants to be with someone. Because I don't think we've addressed the idea that... Because they try to put that on women a lot. Like, oh, you just can't be alone. You got to have a boyfriend, this, is this, and that. I don't think that there's been a time, well, that I can recall, where that same stigma or um, idea has been placed on men. And what I thought about is that, okay, yeah, he's fucking this girl. He might have a little bit of feelings for her or she might just be convenient. In any event, coming off this breakup with Issa, uh, who he was with for, long, for five years, maybe he just can't take the idea that he would be alone you know like he needs to have a woman in his life I don't know Um, I'm still not quite sure if that's not the way he was going because it it seemed like through the episode as it ended that wasn't the case but we don't know because nothing is concrete yet but getting back to this party. Uh, he texts, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to come pick up this mail. She go outside and she moping, her and Molly talking about it like, okay, if he was to show up, then what? What would happen? So you didn't put this whole singles plus one party together. I'm bringing people for you to me. You say you over this man. It's like, oh, nigga, I ain't over that man. Well, you lied. Well, I lied when I said that I wasn't over him. Yeah, it's like, again, it's all real. It's, it feels like familiar conversations, even though I haven't had things and I'm not in the space that these women are in they still feel like um familiar conversations that i've heard or that i could relate to because it's coming from again a familiar place uh kelly bring her ass outside and see these three niggas and she's like oh can they come up and party with us she says have you ever been burped like this this woman again as a call back to season one what is kelly's podcast Anybody out there in Easterland and Insecureville and the ether of Twitter and social media, what is Kelly's podcast? She probably doesn't really have one, but in the event that she does, someone let me know what Kelly's podcast is because this woman, every time she's on screen, something crazy is coming out of her mouth, and I I love it. And Can we talk about that guy she was with? I was confused. Was that a friend? Was that a boyfriend? Was that her plus one? She said something about if he don't meet anybody, we're going to make it do what it do. Like, what was that? Like, is that a. I don't know. If anybody knows, let me know. Um, so, again, this party, we get the Bloods. We get some girl from down the hall who got a bunch of kids. Mind you, wearing that Hillman t shirt that I have. You know, I like I've the, been in the club, I got that shirt. But um, the party just spiraled out of control. Trash can on fire. Uh, folks running around, uh, but the funniest, oh my god, my favorite line from this entire episode is, uh, damn, what's the boy's name, uh, the blood from down the hall who comes into the house, <laughs> look at Kelly, he says, she thick and she cute, he looked at he said, that's you, he's <laughs> like, nigga, you know I'm not a lesbian, <laughs> like, how how you been, <laughs> living with it, just that i don't know it's just this all seems surreal how are you living and friends with this woman for so long and you <laughs> just so disrespectful that you um fire break out they rushing out he's still trying to get kelly number it's it's cute <clears throat> um i want to see more of them this season too so i mean i know the season's done but i hope there's more of him in there excuse me then we uh Fast forward to towards the end, he's cleaning up in his turtleneck t-shirt, something, and panties. She gets distracted, um, there's a knock on the door, and who is it? Lawrence. Very awkward at first, um, but like, it touched something deep within me, like, my heart was like, okay, that hope you had in the first six seconds of this episode, you might be getting that back now. And he comes in, he's like, Yeah, you know, I um you have some stuff for me And this is where I thought maybe he's not going to try to move in with Bank Bay, maybe he's trying to get back with Issa and the first step is just showing your face and then being consistent enough that maybe you guys have a talk and then maybe a talk lead to lunch and maybe a lunch lead to spending a day together, then maybe spending a night and it, like I I came up with this whole scenario and these like Five seconds that they were looking at each other in <laughs> in the doorway. So she's caught off guard. He walks in. No, she gives him. He's like, "Oh, I got something in the bathroom too." So goes in the bathroom, comes out, and what? Fucking. That's what it is. Fucking. 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 Um, they, they put a couple pumps in. I don't know. I tried to count. Maybe seventeen. Maybe six. The way it was chopped up and edited. I don't know. If you ever count. <laughs> tweet me and let me know how many <laughs> how many pumps he gave but um it was and this is going to sound so weird to me that was a beautiful scene because it's this lingering tension that they both that they both love each other and they're separated and they're not together for different reasons, Easter cheated and she feels bad and she wants him back, Lawrence is hurt by her cheating and they <sighs> It just made sense. I mean, if this was on a you know network or basic cable, we wouldn't have probably got all that fucking. But it was real. Um, then he stood up. You know, they got done, and he was like, "Well, I gotta go." And I don't know if this will be brought up. And I saw it being discussed on Twitter during like during the airing of the episode about there not being condoms used. Now for the first sex scene with him in Bank Bay, you could assume that there was a condom there, because we didn't see the start and immediate end of the session, but this last one, my only, (coughs) my only uh, like, thing that has me not have a problem with that is that they were in a relationship for so long, but at the same time, you've been split up for like three or four months. Ain't no telling who he's fucking, ain't no telling who she's fucking, even though we know she's ain't been having no luck or desire in that department. Um, But looking at it at face value, surface level, it was a nice scene. I enjoyed it. But then I'm like, man what the hell is going on i'm team lawrence you know i am team easter all day all day all night team easter but i was i enjoy lawrence um i see him not as a victim but just as the victim of circumstance this is something that happened and he still clearly has feelings for her but i don't this just fucked my head up i don't know where this is going to go so with that um Down to my favorites. Favorite character and favorite scene. My favorite character of this episode. I do not know. I no, Amal. I say Amal. Amal is my favorite just from that line. Look at you, Tiffany, looking all good. And look at you with that coat. Like that. So Amal is my favorite. My favorite scene is probably the um the party. It was As a whole, it was just a ridiculous, like a nice little intimate evening with friends and friends of friends that spiraled out into this just fuck shit, horrible, familiar party. Like, I remember being (laughs) at a party in the dorms back, um, back when I was in school, and it started off good, everybody hanging out, had a little drink, had some food. And then all of a sudden, there was a fight. There was a fire. There was a girl having a a seizure. There was the police called. Someone passed. Like it was just. It just seems so familiar to something that I've experienced myself. So I don't know. I just felt nostalgic for this damn wild ass party. Um. So yeah. How about you do this? Let me know what you thought What was your favorite scene What was your favorite character On SoundCloud Write it in the comments On Twitter Please tweet me Carefreeblurred Using the hashtag OSInsecure Let me know who's your favorite character This episode and why Let me know what's your favorite scene If you want to get down to the Team East Team Lawrence Or Team East Lawrence Hive Do that too But until next time uh, for episode two, I'll see you next time on the same nerd time and same insecure station.